Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I hardly know her. This show is not suitable for young listeners due to explicit language and sometimes explicit themes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to episode 57 of Teach Me Tiger. We all can believe this, but we cannot prove it for a shadow of a doubt that all Aries are assholes. Like, we can't prove that. You You heard it here first. Teach Me Tiger, the show where I, Melody, get to hang out with my best friends and talk to pals, new and old, to learn about new things or old things, things of any age. <laughs> I'm Melody Starkweather and co-hosting today is my very good buddy, Nikki Roshan Kaiser. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Melody. Hi, Nikki. Little known fact. In writing, we like to call each other Inky and Meldoy. It's true. Typos for the win. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Today we're talking to Diz, host of Astrocast, which... Sorry. Let me say that again. Today we're talking to Diz, host of Astrocast with Diz. Do you want to try it? (laughs) Today we're talking to Diz, host of Astrocast with Diz. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. She hosts a microcast. So I believe they're three minutes or less short and informative snack size episodes Monday through Friday, five days a week, baby. And today Diz is coming here on our podcast to teach us about astrology. Astrology. (laughs) Nikki, we haven't talked to you on here in a while. We have talked post COVID, right? But just the beginning of it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's been a while. How was your week or a recent week? How has your COVID experience been? Uh, <laughs> great, well, right? Everybody's yeah. reporting unanimously that it's a great time. 2020 pandemic. Yeah, it's been good. We actually got COVID. We were ah! like, <laughs> we were early adopters of COVID. <laughs> what was it like? What happened? Well, my son got it first and he got pink eye and diarrhea, which is lovely. So we didn't, we didn't actually think anything of it. Like we just thought like kids get sick and that's what happens. And then, uh, my husband got some of the gastrointestinal stuff. And so then we were like, maybe we ate something. And then, cause I had it too. And then I got hit so hard, super high fever, aches and pains, difficulty breathing, like just the, like go down the laundry list. I had all of it. So we quarantined for a couple weeks. I was basically like, I just tapped out. Like Andrew had to do everything. The bars were shut down, which was actually really lucky because it meant that he was home. Right. Because your husband owns several bars in Toronto. Which is also a whole other fun thing to deal with in a pandemic. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a 
crazy ride. It was weird though. Like the first, I guess like once I got better, like once I started feeling better, the first few weeks of quarantine were like a little bit fun because we like the weather had just started getting nice out. My mom was dropping off groceries for us. We're so fortunate. Like we had so much help. And then, so we were just spending time in the backyard and I don't think we had spent that much time together as a family like ever because and like mm. Andrew has to work so much. So it was actually, there was this little brief window of COVID that was really nice. And then everything just kind of slammed down and it was, you know, what do we do with the businesses? How are we going to, you know, keep a two-year-old inside the house all the time? So it did get a little intense, but. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually made our experience being in Toronto a little bit easier because, you know, we most likely have immunity. So there's like a, a layer of anxiety has been removed being in public. Mm, yeah, like we're still, interesting. yeah, we're still hand washing and sanitizing and wearing masks and, and being careful because that's the right thing to do. But like that, that underlying anxiety of like, Oh no, what if we get COVID is not there? Cause we did. <laughs> 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 we have COVID. <laughs> We're co-vivers. <laughs> yeah. So do you have, I feel like you need some sort of like badge to put on your jean jacket, you know? You know? I know. I want to make a t-shirt that says co-viver on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I think they'd sell. I There's a lot, a lot of them out there. We're getting through it. We're doing it for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Thank you. Do it. But for the record, I don't want a t-shirt. I want a patch for my jean jacket. So just putting that out there. I'll see if I can do a patch. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that was my like my COVID peak. (laughs) My COVID peak. My COVID peak was getting COVID and getting better and surviving COVID. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My co-viver status is my my life peak right now. (laughs) But what's your week peak? Okay. Okay. So I've had a visit with our mutual friend, Katarina from Toronto, and we're sitting outside six feet apart, of course, sitting outside in the gazebo. Well, shade tent. It's not really a gazebo. I make it sound fancy. We're sitting in the shade tent, having a drink, sitting outside. I was telling her the story of how when my sister-in-law and I were visiting, we were sitting out there and a praying mantis landed on a chair and we were watching this praying mantis. And I was like doing an impression of how they kind of do this funny thing where they like try to catch bugs, <laughs> hunt for bugs and do a funny thing with their big, they have these like big fat arms in the front and they try to like snatch bugs from the air. It's, it's really comical. Anyway, so I'm telling her this and she's like, show me a picture. So I pull up a picture of a praying mantis and then like um, what I think is a moth flutters right in front of my vision. And then I'm like looking around on the ground, like, where did that thing go? It was huge. And Kat's like, hey, Mel, what is that on your shoulder? And it was a fucking praying mantis. Yo, (laughs) that's wild. Yes. And, And then she's like, does this happen to you a lot? And like, literally, I've never had a praying mantis land on me before. It was the craziest thing. Yeah. There's got to be <laughs> there's got to be a meaning with praying mantis mantis mantises mantises. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's the plural praying mantisi? <laughs> praying mantises. I don't know. I don't know, but listeners write in. <laughs> what does it mean? It means something. It has to. It has yeah. to. 
So that was my week peak. We laughed and laughed. And then we talked about it a really long time. Like, can you believe it? Can you believe that just happened? And my husband was there and we're like, no, Chris, you're obviously not impressed enough. We were talking about praying mantises and it landed on my shirt. Like, come on. He wasn't impressed. You're impressed though, right, Nikki? I'm super impressed. I feel like you should play the lottery or something. I don't know. It's got to mean something. (laughs) What does it all mean, though? What does it all mean? Any of it? All of it? (laughs) On that note, should we get into some astrology? Yeah. All right. Coming up. Diz. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to the show. It is. We're really excited to talk to you. Nikki and I have been madly texting back and forth all week. <laughs> About astrology. But should I be nervous? Oh, oh God, no. No. No, definitely not. <laughs> we we weren't plotting against you, I promise. Also, it's a semi-educational podcast, so like take that for what it's worth. <laughs> semi-educational. <laughs> to the episode where you guys had like a married couple that was into social media marketing oh, oh, and marketing. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. You know, it's funny. I, I, I listened to just like, oh, let me hear what's going on and to then start taking notes. I was like, wait a second, I yeah. should do what? They were great, right? Awesome. But I was definitely taking so I was like, wow, this is really informational. That was a really good episode. Thank you. Well, I don't really like I don't know shit about astrology, so I'm excited to pick your brain a little bit. My whole thing when it comes to astrology is to break it down to like its simplest form because when you start to talk to people about astrology and people who are really into it, it sounds like they're talking about mathematical equations. There's a lot of degrees and yes. angles and yes. and um, all kinds of fancy things that I'm delving into myself, but I try to just to just explain it in a way that's more digestible than saying that, you know, your Sagittarius is trying and conjunct with moon and all this, you know, other, other stuff. So yeah. hopefully I'll try to make sense of some of this shit for you. No, simple Yay. is perfect. Simple is perfect. <laughs> okay. So we normally play a game we call icebreakers and pre COVID we would often do this in person. So I have a, a box and we like to make a lot of jokes about people reaching into my box to pull a question out roll up your sleeves pull up your socks reach on into melody's box icebreakers um however i thought it might be fun if we resurrected a question we used to ask all of our guests in the first couple episodes which is what is your sign and what does that say about you? Do you guys want to do a little round robin? Is that cool? Sure. Diz, what's your sign? I am a Gemini. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I, I, we're sign. supposed to get along. And, wait, are you like a Libra or a Sagittarius? Yes. I'm a Libra. You're I'm a Libra? Libra? <laughs> yeah. Yay. <laughs> forever. 
it's happening. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a Gemini and um, Gemini's get a lot of slack because a lot of people in the news that are doing controversial things are Gemini's. For example, Kanye West is a Gemini. Trump is a Gemini. <laughs> oh no, I didn't know he was. Gemini. There, there are a lot of um, hot-headed Gemini's and so we get a bad rap. But you know, I think what it is really when it comes to being a Gemini is that Gemini's just want to be heard. They don't necessarily, you know, especially the ones that are unevolved, they just say things to say them and just for people to hear them. Not necessarily that they believe wholeheartedly what they're saying. They kind of just like to start controversy. These are the mm-hmm. unevolved ones. These are people who are just out here in these streets not knowing shit about themselves. And and Geminis are, are very, not necessarily stubborn, but they believe what they believe. And if people can tell them otherwise, usually Geminis are very perceptive to listening. But unfortunately, our representatives right now are not doing any justice to the Gemini sign. <laughs> Trump, huh? Wow. Nikki, what's your sign? I'm a cancer. Is your birthday in June or July? Uh, June 29th. That's my boyfriend's birthday. No way. He must be. He must be a very wonderful person. (laughs) And so good looking. Good birthday. Yeah. A good one. I enjoy it. Great birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So Nikki, what is, what, what do you know about cancers? Uh, well, I, it's funny cause I'm like a very typical cancer in a way and it, Leo's my rising sign. So people often don't think I'm a cancer because of how I present myself to the world. That's the one thing I know about astrology, by the way, but my, my cancerian nature my sort of like, I feel like the Leo part of my personality is like my shell. And so it's kind of difficult to get to know what's underneath there. And I can be, I'm definitely very sensitive. Um, and you know, I can get a little bit crabby. <laughs> good yeah, one you're probably a people pleaser though like you don't want to hurt time. anyone's feelings 100%. you don't want to step on anyone's toes you just want everything to be copacetic all the time yeah 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 um I get that. and i like i'm very nurturing and and then i have the like the sort of negative side of cancer like the crippling self-doubt <laughs> like that <laughs> joy but yeah that's me and who's the Libra? I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out. Melody. Melody is the Libra. Yes. And do you know like your rising sign or your moon sign or anything other than that? I don't remember my rising sign. I feel like I'm, I think if I remember correctly, I'm like, I'm on like the last day of Libra. So I'm on the cusp of Libra Scorpio, but I think I might be Libra rising, but I could be remembering that wrong. So what, what your birthday is like October 21st, 22nd? 22nd, yeah. 22nd. Nailed it. Nice. Nice. I like that combination. That's a good combo. Yeah. Uh, Libras are really into like beauty and balance and um, are very creative and into harmony and possibly to a fault, like nitpicking to make everything exactly equal. Uh, I'm just describing myself, actually. I'm beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I love art and fine wine. (laughs) Yes, it's true. Uh It's it's yeah, that's a stereotype that Libras like pretty things. They tend to be attracted to things that are uh, aesthetically uh, aesthetically pleasing. Goddamn. (laughs) Yeah, I also love a very good-looking man. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I love good-looking men in general. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, who likes um, ugly but, men? Like, I really want an ugly man. I just assume that their personality is just 10 times better. I don't know. It, it, hey, it could be true. Could be true. It's like a motion of the ocean kind of situation. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not the size of the ship. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Except boy. when it is. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I remember about Libra. Yeah, I mean, every sign has its stereotypes. Libras are also known to be very indecisive. Um, oh, yeah. But what I've learned, too, is that the Libras that I know, like, yes, they're indecisive, but more so they just like thinking about their options out loud. <laughs> Some people keep right. it to themselves and then make a decision with the Libras. Like, you know, I don't know if I like pink or purple because pink, I don't know, is a little bit brighter. But when I wear purple, <laughs> right. And so it's like thinking out loud all these yeah. things. And it's just like, girl, make a decision. Um, <laughs> Because also the Libras I know will hate saying that they're indecisive. Like, I'm not indecisive. I just want to weigh my options. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, and the symbol for Libra is the scales, right? Yeah, they want things to be fair. You know, um, they tend to be great lawyers if that was, you know, a, a calling or like a judge. They just really would like to weigh all mm -hmm. the options. I think it goes both ways. Weigh mm -hmm. all the options to see what is right and what is fair. Um, yeah, that's very stereotypical Libra. Well, that's me. Are you fair or are you unfair? I'm very concerned with being fair all the time. I'm also a middle child, though, so I would attribute a lot of that to being a middle child. Ah, <laughs> uh, got you. Got it. <laughs> so how are, how's your ice feeling? Are you guys feeling? Is your ice broken? Are we good to <laughs> get down to business? Water, Furious. baby. Yeah, it's water. Furious. Drinking the water. <laughs> <laughs> Icebreakers. <laughs> okay. Is I was wondering if we could start with a quick definition of what astrology is, because people are unsure. They're like, is it horoscopes? Is it the stars? What, what's astrology? Okay, so if you think about it in simplest terms, astrology started off as a way of just keeping time. Oh. But the clip notes, yeah, it's a time mechanism, right? When you, we talk about like the climate the seasons and such like that. But mm -hmm. basically the Cliff Notes version is that astrology is the alignment of the stars and planets and moon at the time of your birth. And that that can dictate personality traits. So right? I have so a question. Go ahead. Yes. Is that because of like the energy that would be created because of that alignment? Like, is there an energetic connection there? That's exactly right. It's all okay. about energy. So, the, of course, there's some people, you know, you believe in God, and then there's some people who believe in reincarnation and all this stuff. And I feel like what people are really talking about are energies, right? Yeah, so, right. let's say you're you're born October 22nd, right? And at three, I don't know, 32 a.m. Boom! There's a snapshot in the sky of where everything is right when you're born. And right. what that says is Mars is giving you a certain energy. Venus is giving you a certain energy. The stars and asteroids and the sun and all these things are giving you a combination of energies that have an effect on your personality. Now, of course, how you grow up and how you live also has an effect, but it's like, boom, here's your starter point. This is you. Right. And then shit happens to you and then it shapes your personality and how you move through life. But that's basically it. It's kind of just a snapshot of the, of the sky when you were born and those energies have an effect on your personality. Interesting. Cool. 
And horoscopes is a whole nother thing, child. Like, I don't necessarily, like, I understand where horoscopes come from, but horoscopes is basically saying that if you're an Aries on a uh-huh. certain day, this shit is going to happen to you. And, right. you know, hey, Aries, watch out this week. You're going to have marriage troubles, right? Which yeah, yeah. is very, very generic. Um, is it based in astrology, though? Yeah, like, people can do horoscopes where they are taking the planets and all that stuff when you were born and saying that after, I don't know, after Venus has rotated around the sun, which takes like 44 days, this should happen to you when you're 44 years old or something like that. It's a lot more detailed than what you would read in uh, like a Vogue magazine or any of those columns. People are paid to just write that stuff and, and it's fine and it's fun. And horoscope does have real meaning, but not the sense that people think of when you're reading like HuffPost or something. I don't know. I don't know what people get their horoscopes from, but it's yeah. very generic. So would you say that's just like straight up entertainment? It's like a magic eight ball, basically. <laughs> well, ooh. or do you think there's any truth to it? What do you think? I do. I do think there's truth in horoscopes, just yeah. not the way it's presented to us. So for right. example, let's say you want me to do your horoscope for the, for the month of September. Right. Yeah. I would do it specifically for you, not because you're on the Libra Scorpio cusp. Oh, you're a right. Libra? Oh, next month's going to be shit. No, I wouldn't do it for you. <laughs> <That's not me. laughs> Look it out, Cancer. <laughs> Why? The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling for you only. <laughs> so I would do, it would take me some time to figure it out specifically for you. What right, the okay. astrological forecast is going to be for you and what that means for you. So yes, there's truth to it but not the way that it's presented to us in magazines and apps and stuff like that. Cool. Like for example, you- are you guys hip to CoStar, the CoStar app? No, <laughs> no. It's, um, an, uh, it's an, astro- it's a very popular astrology app. Um, you put your details in there, which is kind of interesting to me. And then they give you monthly, no, they give you daily readings, but the readings are told to you in like a homegirl fashion. Like it's cool. not just like, mm-hmm. okay, the moon is conjunct. It's like, girl, like you need to watch this, this, this. And to the point for me, it was a little bit negative. I'm like, I don't need this in my life. <laughs> special like satellites and astro casts per se to determine what they send to you based on specifically your birth chart. So not just like an all Gemini thing, but something right. more specific to you. That's wild. And that's all just like technology. That's all AI type stuff. Yeah. But that's crazy. What a world. So you, they would be able to put all the information about every planet in every house at every time. And then they would have a program that would just create it for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. Bananas. (laughs) I love it. Besides like asteroids and comets, like they're pretty fixed. Like you can, you know where Mars is going to be in several years or whatever the case may be. Like, it's kind of just like a clock. It's like, yeah, it's like a ticking clock of a lot of moving parts. Does the charting account for, sorry, this is getting it a little weird and technical, but does it account for like the drift that's happening in the galaxies? Wait, what do you mean? Well, because I can't remember when I was reading this. It was a while ago. So my recall is going to be absolutely terrible because I have a two-year-old. So that's all that is in my brain right now. But my brain is there is real. <laughs> oh my God. It's real. And it's, oh, uh, 
See, I can't even remember the reference I was going to make there. <laughs> no, you were saying something about a but drift. In- okay, so there's like, they're talking about how like galaxies and, you know, essentially our universe that stars and planets are are actually moving further away from each other and closer together. So there's like certain constellations that you know, 500 years ago look different than they would 500 years from now. So Ah. like, does that have to be taken into account or is it like, I mean, that's talking about change over millennia, right? Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think it kind of speaks to people talking about different signs being shifted. Like if you think that you're a Libra, well, guess what? Now you're a Scorpio. Um, It's all kind of bullshit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The way that astrology has been, listen, astrology has been around since fucking before Jesus, right? Like this is some ancient, ancient shit. And people determined where all these things were long ass time ago. So when people are talking about shifts, I think it's more hearsay. Like I know that things are moving, yes, but it's still it's still a working clock and the movements that you're talking about, like you said, take thousands of years to happen. So to be honest with you, I'm going to say, I don't know, but all that sign shifting stuff to me is bullshit. The people that I've talked to, it's just like, okay, yeah, like, no. And listen, when it comes to astrology, astrology, there are so many different branches of astrology as well that people believe in. There's Vedic astrology, which is more Indian astrology, right? Where in India, I am not a Gemini. I would be, I think, a, a, a Cancer or a Taurus. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Um, so that's a whole study in itself. There's evolutionary astrology. There's... Um, oh, I remember looking that up. Astrology. That stuff is hilarious. <laughs> Which one? I feel evolutionary astrology was so fun. Like when I was reading it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like not hilarious in a negative way, but it's just like the animals being associated with things and then combining it with your Western astrology. It was, it was awesome. I loved it. It's a lot. And I think when it comes to evolution, evolutionary astrology, it's always, it's talking about past lives and what life you're in right now and what lessons you're supposed to learn. It's a, it's, um, Mm -hmm. it's fascinating stuff. Um, but there's just so, I think it's kind of like, though astrology is not a religion, um, there's just so many different you know, thoughts and practices and beliefs, just like if you take Christianity, like then there's branches of Christianity, right? Mm -hmm. And what they Mm -hmm. believe and they tweak it and no, but my Bible says this, but my Bible says that. It's almost the same when it comes to the thought process of of astrology. There's not just one study where you're just like, this is astrology and that is that. People have their opinions, their side beliefs, their side pseudosciences. It's a whole... It's a mess. <laughs> so would you- it's a beautiful scientific mess. It's a lot. And um, I've even thought about going to, to formally go to school for it. And I did a podcast episode, like, let me weigh the, the pros and cons because it's expensive. Mm. Um, but there's just so many schools of thoughts when it comes to astrology, too. It's not just one, one thing with one belief. That The main thing is that what is above, you know, has an effect on what is below, what is in, you know, in the heavens and space or whatever has an effect on us here. That's like the common thread (laughs) is that part. Right. So would you say that astrology, because you said science and pseudoscience, where would you categorize astrology? Well, it's definitely 
categorized as a pseudoscience, just because I believe that there's so many different thought processes that go into what astrology is, what branch you believe in, right? There's also Chinese mm. astrology, right? There's also Japanese astrology. There's Indian astrology, right? Where you go, you can go to India and astrology is a real practice that you can study in college, like as a normal oh, wow. thing. Like there's, yeah, it's like a, it's, it's huge there. So there's just, there's, there's a lot and there's nothing that you can really prove, which is why I think they throw that pseudo in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. all can believe this, but we cannot prove it for a shadow of a doubt that all Aries are assholes. Like we can't prove that. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> so, yeah. There's a science to it, but there's that pseudo thrown in there because it, you can't, Prove. Right. You can't test and prove and recreate the same experiments. And yeah. Interesting. Every bunch of doing an experiment, like you gather a thousand Leos. Yeah. <laughs> and their, their personalities. And <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like, like, so like psychology, right? Yeah. It's funny because the program that I was looking into was astropsychology, where Ooh. you're combining the two, which to me would be very interesting because that way, if someone does come to you for help or advice, you can take both aspects of psychology and astrology to give your client or whoever seeking advice, something a little bit more personable than just the psychological sciences behind why you, you know, do the things you do. Yeah. I'm thinking I about it. That. Yeah. Just you yeah. Need to practice on anyone. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so can I ask you, uh, so astrology, you're saying there's like all these different sort of practices in different geographic locations. Did it develop like concurrently in all of these different places or is it rooted kind of in one place where it's spread from? Well, it is said, <laughs> it is mm. written that astrology came from the Babylonians. And then from there, people started having their own offshoots. Like the Greeks were looking to the ba Babylonians and it's like, hey, what y'all doing over there? That's interesting. But we're going to take our take and our gods and we're right. going to do something different. Same thing with Egyptian astrology. Um, it all comes from the Babylonians. Now, I don't necessarily know if that part is true when it comes to the Asian parts, like, you know, like Chinese right. astrology or Indian astrology. I'm not 100% sure, but it is rooted in the foundation that the planets mean something to us. Right. Um, but so I they could have been coming up with it like their own version around the same time or for or they heard about it, right? Like, hey, what's yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. What y'all what y'all believe over there? That's interesting. Okay, okay, but what about we'll tweak this and tweak that, especially when it comes to Chinese astrology, because um as a whole or as a stereotype, China is really big in astrology to the point where if you are born in a certain year, certain time, that you might not even get a certain job. Oh, you're a a doctor, let me see your birth chart. And like, eh, you've got some That's unlucky wild. shit over here. So we might, you know, have to reconsider or pass on you. Like they take it very, very seriously. I think in India too. Crazy. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. Yeah. And it's basically been around forever. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you. Do you know of any, like, are there historical events that have been famously predicted by astrology? Yes. Ooh. I don't, I don't, oh shit. I don't know them off the top of my head, but 
Nostradamus was one of those people who famously predicted certain things, but like years later, not like even 10 years later, but like hundreds of years later, which at some point you have to question like, well, it's such a long span (laughs) (laughs) between what he said and when it actually happened. But I do know that, yes, there are things that were predicted, but I I don't know them off the bat right now. Didn't Nostradamus... Nostradamus. Didn't he uh, predict the World Trade Center being? Yeah, I think. What did he predict? There's something about like two brothers. Like it was kind of the language was very flowery, but I remember reading something about that. Uh, Yeah, that sounds familiar. And I know that Ronald Reagan used astrology a lot. And I guess during the time of his presidency, like news agencies would be like, wow, this is like a really lucky He's a very lucky man. And I know that he consulted with an astrologer a lot on how to move and how to do things. And I, I want to say that an astrologer predict that he would be president and that he had something that he should uh, do. Yeah, he should be president. Should I? Yeah. All right. Let me go ahead and try to be president and predicted a lot of things in his presidency. Interesting. Yeah. Which would then come with horoscope. That would be the horoscope part because the horoscope is the prediction of things happening based on your birth chart. Right. Right, So astrology has to do with your personality and your tendencies Mm -hmm. where horoscope would have to do with uh, future telling. Fortune telling. Mm. <laughs> Future telling. Okay. Telling. Yeah. Do you want to hear what Nostradamus wrote? Yeah, 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 think? yeah, yeah. Okay. I've just found it. Two steel birds will fall from the sky on the metropolis. The sky will burn at 45 degrees latitude. Fire approaches the great new city. Immediately, a huge scattered flame leaps up. Within months, rivers will flow with blood. The undead will roam the earth for time. Ooh. Ooh. So he's definitely right about the zombies. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's still a problem. <laughs> Listen, when I if I go outside, I run from people like they're zombies. I don't trust nobody to me. Every time. <laughs> wow, that's so, pretty cryptic. So the two steel birds in New York City. OK, but the sky will burn at 45 degrees latitude. New York City is actually at 40 degrees latitude. So that's like uh-huh. that's pretty close. That's that's fairly close. Like. Five degrees is, I feel like that's in the margin of error. (laughs) Doing something in 1600. (laughs) And then within months, rivers will flow with blood. I mean, there was a lot of war that happened after that. Right. So, Mm. I I mean, it's funny because it's like, it's almost specific enough, but vague enough that it could sort of apply to anything or any time. Yeah, that's kind of specific though. The two steel birds and the 45 degrees is pretty specific. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because there were two planes, right? Yeah. And then the, you know, the buildings were glass and steel. I don't know. That's crazy. Nostradamus could have been onto something. Right. Well, (laughs) listen, I do believe in psychics. I do believe in psychics, but I don't know how much that has to do with astrology. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, it seems legit. I don't know. Okay, so sun signs. That's what everybody knows about. That's what everybody knows. Yes. What's your sign? Yeah, and that's based just on your birthday, right? Just based on your birthday. Correct. Do you think you could give us like a one sentence, like super quick summary of each sun sign? Is that a challenge that you're up for? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Again, we are talking like basic bitch astrology, right? Nothing more. All right, let's go. 
So Aries are very fiery. They are known to be, they like to be right. So I would not argue with an Aries. Taurus. Tauruses are known to be very stubborn. That is their main stereotype. They believe what they believe and it's very hard to change their minds and they are into self-pleasuring themselves. I know that sounds like masturbation. (laughs) That's not what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't every sign into that? (laughs) Let's just apply that one across the board. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they like to take care of themselves. I'll put it that way. Okay. Geminis are known for being the talkers, the communicators of the Zodiac. As you can tell, I talk a lot. I talk very fast. Um, cancers are known as like the mothers, the, the caretakers. They love helping people and they love nurturing people just like... Nicole. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next, we have Leos. Leos are very prideful people. Um, They are more about pride and loyalty. They are very loyal to their friends, but they expect it in return. Um, Virgo, underneath that are the critical thinkers. They can overthink things to death. They think too much. Um, Next, we have Libras. Libras are more indecisive. They don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. They just want everyone to be okay all the time. Scorpios are known for having um, very deep and passionate thoughts when they get upset. They tend to get really, really, really upset Mm -hmm. um, because they're not very... They're not very good at expressing their emotions. And so they tend to bottle it up inside. That's more than a sentence. I'm sorry. Sagittarius. (laughs) Sagittarius, I would equate as like the fun lovers. They like to feel good. They tend to be very positive people. They tend to want to acquire a lot of knowledge and they don't get mad very easily or stay mad for long periods of time. Capricorns are known as like the slow and steady people of the Zodiac. They're the type of people that when they have a goal, that they see it all the way through until they are godlike in that goal. Mm. (laughs) Um, Next up are your Aquarians. Aquarians are known to be free-spirited, love to have freedom, don't like to be told what to do, and they believe in humanity as far as like things being fair and just for humanitarian purposes, the perfect Aquarian to fit that bill would be like Oprah. She's like Mm. perfect representation of an Aquarius quirky, funny, but just wants everyone to be okay all the time. And then underneath that is Pisces. Pisces are the dreamers of the Zodiac. Uh, They tend to uh, let their imaginations run wild. They are the type of people who can check themselves out of reality into their own, <laughs> their own realities, if that makes sense. Sounds fun. Uh, that's my rising. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that's basically the quick and dirty versions. Well done. Well done. That was amazing. But like I said, disclaimer, this is just the basic, basic, basic stereotypes of each sign. Okay, so then we've been talking about sun signs. What's like the rising sign and moon sign? What's all of that about? All right. So basically, there there are your top three signs, right? The first one is your sun sign. That's the one we all know. That's based on your birthday. Then there is your rising sign. And that is also determined by your birthday and the time you were born. So it gets a little bit more specific. Okay. Yes, girl. Yes. Okay. 
So <laughs> rising is how you present yourself to the world. So yes, you might be a cancer, but you said, did you say that your, your rising was a Leo? Yeah. So people probably think that you're a lot more outgoing (laughs) than you really are. (laughs) You probably present yourself more as probably not a lion, but more so as a kitty cat. More so like, I love people, friends. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's get together, which you you probably don't mean. So when you go back home, (laughs) (laughs) it's so true. When people cancel plans with me, I'm like, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) That rising means how you present yourself to the world. All right. Then underneath that is your moon sign, which is your true self. That's how you view yourself your inner demons, how you think about things, how you move through life. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. What's the moon sign? How do they, how do you find your moon sign? It's the time you were born. Like I said, when you get your birth chart done, it's like a picture of the sky when you were born. So, and, and it's all divided up into like 12 pizza slices and each slice has its own personality and stuff that they deal with. So your moon sign is your, your, your true you. So for example, if I use myself as an example, my sun sign is a Gemini. I'm out there, fun, yay, yay, yay. <laughs> my uh, rising sign is Pisces and Pisces are also very spiritual people. And I do come off like, <laughs> I, I look a certain way. I'm black. I have locks. I probably smell of Nag Champa. And <laughs> When I meet people, I, I immediately try to form some sort of deep connection, a Pisces-like trait. But the real me, the inside me, would be an Aries, which I actually don't like because it's fiery, it's aggressive. Mm. They like to argue, which I really don't, but I do like to get my point across. I don't necessarily want to argue it. <laughs> right. If I say this guy's blue <laughs> and you say it's violet, then we can agree to disagree. So those are the top three. Now, the other planets also have something to say, but the top three are your main main. Those are your, okay. those are your, your besties. And then you have to try to work with them, you know, so you then, try to figure out your shit. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the houses then? Like in the charts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's like 12 of them, so it's not a little bit, but. <laughs> comes to houses, this is when it, we, we start getting into deeper astrology. So when we're talking about regular astrology and we're talking about our birth chart, that's like one clock. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That's one clock that's just ticking away. Then when you bring in the houses, that's like a whole nother clock <laughs> oh. that you're dealing with. And astrologers will say that the houses are more important than anything else. And it's divided up just like a horoscope that it's divided up into 12 houses and each house has a meaning. Mm-hmm. And each house is ruled by some sort of celestial being, whether it be like, you know, the sun, the moon, Mercury, and all those planets and stuff like that. And when it comes to doing your birth chart, it's very important to know where certain things lie in a house, because that's kind of where horoscopes come into play about certain things that might happen to you, certain traits you might have for real outside of being talkative. It might tell you specifically that you should be some sort of teacher in life for you to fulfill your life's purpose. It gets gets super duper deep and I'm still learning about it as well because there's a lot to uncover. It's a lot of degrees. There's cusps 
And sometimes people don't have anything in a house, which just means it's not really important in your life. So can I ask you, when you get your birth chart done, like what's being done? Is someone like at a drafting table with a giant piece of paper and some compasses and like, like what, what is a birth chart? Cause we keep talking about it, but I don't a hundred percent understand what it is. Yeah. So I'm sure back in the day you would have to have, yeah, you'd have to know degrees and, and you'd have to know how the planets move nowadays. You can get it done online, but maybe not translated correctly, but basically your mm. birth chart is again, it's the picture of the sky when you were born. It's like a snapshot. And each one of those planets and stars and even asteroids give you a certain personality. So when you're getting your birth chart done, if you're getting it done on the basic level, it's just telling you about your personality. Oh, okay. So, you know, your sun signs in Taurus, your moon signs in Taurus, and your rising sign is in Libra. That could mean this. And then each planet or, or moon or sun has its own stereotype. Okay. So then you can see, okay, I've got my moon sign is in Aries, right? We've already said that moon is how you see yourself. All right. So then there's Venus. Venus is the planet of pleasure. It's the planet of love. It's how you also entertain yourself. So if you've got Libra in your Venus, it's probably very hard for you to settle down. You want love so bad. That's something that you want so bad, but you're probably not going to find it because you're changing your mind too much. One minute you Mm. want something, the next minute you want something else and you get bored. And so that might be a challenge for you if you've got Libra in Venus. All right. Then we have Mars. Mars is a planet of aggression, how you assert yourself, your work ethic. So let's say you've got Capricorn in Mars. Then you probably have a dope work ethic. You probably can work your ass off without sleep. You know what I'm saying? It's just little things like that. And then it keeps going. And the further away you get from the sun, the less importance it has in your your life. That's why moon sign is so important. Right. Because that moon is right there. We can see that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. The sun is important. We can see that shit. Right. Jupiter, not so important. It takes <laughs> way too long for it to go around the sun to have real meaning. And so when we figure out your Jupiter, it's just I think it's a I think it's a generational thing. Like if you were born in 80 to 82, then everyone's Jupiter is in Leo, for example. Right. So the further away you get, it has less importance. That makes total sense. Yeah, that's why the top three, the sun, <laughs> yeah, the moon and your ascendant, those are like, oh, those are the, <laughs> those are the important ones. That's the holy grail. <laughs> holy grail. So if you tell me your top three, I've already formed an opinion. Um, <laughs> Judge best. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of judgment, just a little. <laughs> yes, I'm honest about it. <laughs> and then, and then you can get into those houses, which are life lessons, what to look out for, tendencies that probably happen in your life. You know, things you need to probably look out for or notice. Right. So, right. yeah, it's cool. a lot. A lot. It is a lot. 
So the CoStar app that you mentioned, can you plug your details in there and it'll like give you your chart also? Or is there anywhere you would recommend people get their chart done online? Yeah, CoStar definitely, I think it's probably number one right now. It's hot in the streets. (laughs) 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 Information, they they give you daily horoscopes. The only thing I don't like about that app is that it tends to be on the negative side. And also you do have to input all your information. So now they've got it. They've got your name and exactly exactly where you were born, where if you go to one of these sites online, you don't need your name. You just plug in your information and they'll right. send it to you. You know what I'm saying? There's astrolabe.com, which is A-L-A-B-E.com. And so they give you birth charts there. Also with CoStar, what's cool about it is they also do give you the houses. A lot of these sites will give you a diagram where you're supposed to decipher <laughs> some of these symbols. But um, A-Lab is good for just giving you basic stuff. I think there's also astro.com that gives you pretty basic stuff. Um, if you want like a really detailed reading, you would have to probably seek an astrologer and they would probably right. charge you a good amount of money. So do you do yeah. that? I do do birth charts and I am learning how to do them deeper in conjunction with the houses and stuff like that, which is why I was saying that I might want to go to school for astro uh, psychology so I can learn how to that properly. So like if our listeners wanted to get a birth chart, they could get in touch with you. They could. Yes. And I'll do it for free. What? What? That's a deal you can't refuse. (laughs) You can't afford not to. (laughs) It's free 99. As long as I get to record it. And broadcast it as my episode. Ha ha. Yeah. That is the caveat. But you then you get your birth chart. So yeah. That's cool. <laughs> do it. Do it. Come through. Yeah. I'm more than happy to do it. I know how to do basic ones. And so I'm like I said, I'm learning how to go deeper, which is why it's free. We'll put an expiry date on this of like what, three years? You don't want people in four years coming to you <laughs> for their free readings. I've now I'm now charging three hundred dollars an hour. Prices subject to change. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I have a question for you. What's Mercury retrograde? Why is it always happening and ruining our lives? why why (laughs) so retrograde all that means is it goes backwards retrograde just means rewind right so no planet goes in reverse because mercury moves so fast from earth it appears like it is going backwards but it's not really it just appears that way and so since mercury is a planet of communication when it is in retrograde, which happens for, I think, four to five times a year. It seems like it happens more often than not. <laughs> well, like, like I said, Mercury goes around the sun pretty quickly. Yeah. Right? And it's kind of like when you're driving and you see someone in your rear view mirror and you look at their tires and their tires look like they're going backwards, but they're not. They're just yeah, moving yeah. fast. It's like oh, that. Yeah. Okay. So that's all that means. So uh, there's a different energy shift. Right. And since Mercury is the planet of communication, it just kind of means that you just got to watch. You got to watch yourself when even when it comes to traveling, you got to watch your travel plans. It's best to not have any deep conversations during that time because it's just said that there might be a lot of verbal fuck ups. Right. Say what you 
mean and stuff like that. And if you if your sign is ruled by Mercury, then you're fucked. <laughs> so Gemini and Virgos, it hits harder. Okay. okay. So for me, when retrograde happens, I just chill out. I don't, it's not like I <laughs> close the blinds and I'm just <laughs> inside my house for a month, right? Because it lasts about, it lasts about three weeks. It just means that I'm just a little bit more careful. I might not sign any contracts. I might just wait to update my computer. Right. <laughs> to have a conversation with my boyfriend. Because for me, for some reason, without fail, every Mercury retrograde, my boyfriend and I have some sort of verbal mix up. We don't fight that often, but it tends to almost always happen in retrograde. So it's just nice to be careful. It's just nice to know that these things are possible so you know which road to take. Like I said, I am not going to update my computer. I'm not going to have a heart-to-heart with my bestie. You know what I'm saying? I'm not... I have taken a new job during the retrograde and it actually worked out in my favor. There was a communication error, but it worked out. So it's not all bad. And when it comes to astrology, it's not bad stuff. It's just what could be out there. That's all. So do you have like a a Mercury retrograde reminder on your phone or something? How do you know when it's happening? Well, me personally, I mean, I have an astrology podcast, so I check the right. all the time. <laughs> but this is that Mercury retrograde, like I said, everything happens almost at the same time every year. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. So you can expect in the middle of June, there's probably going to be a retrograde. You can expect that in the middle, I think of September, I think is the next one that there's going to be a retrograde. And if you're into it, you'll start to realize like it's, (laughs) I can feel it coming. (laughs) There's like a retrograde season. Retrograde season. Retrograde season. (laughs) Just be careful out there. (laughs) So that means like all the planets can go into retrograde. Oh yeah. Okay. But they just won't necessarily have the same intense effect on stuff. Yes, they will. It's just that Mercury happens every year all the time. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, gotcha. so there was a point in July where we had almost all the planets in retrograde. Venus yes. was in retrograde. Mercury was in retrograde. Mars was in retrograde, which is unusual Yeah. because Mars, Venus take a longer time to go around the sun. So they don't happen as often and to have them all happen <laughs> in one specific moment is kind of bizarre. It, huh. it doesn't happen yeah. often. With Mercury, it happens, yeah, several times a year. Venus and like, not shit so- hit the fan in July. Yeah. July was like, I mean, it's it's June too, but like July was a really intense month. <laughs> yeah, astrologically speaking, for sure. <laughs> It was for sure. I didn't leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) I was protected because I knew what was coming on. You know, I knew. So that's all that 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 means. Um, Uh, All right. If you have no planets, if you're not ruled by Mercury, then yeah, there's shit that can happen. But if you're a Gemini and Virgo, that's where it's like, dun, 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 you know. (laughs) Stay in the house. Stay in the house. Hold your tongue. Don't update nothing. (laughs) Yeah, those uh, update notifications are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine 
Especially if you don't know what it means. Mars is in retrograde. No! <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? But with that, that just probably means that people are just probably just going to be a little bit more aggressive. Especially right. if you're an Aries and Scorpio. They're probably just on fire because, <laughs> you know, they're ruled by Mars. So interesting. it's interesting stuff. It it's is. good stuff. It's just to know. Is there anything that either of you wanted to cover that we haven't covered? Well, Diz, I listened to your your little AstroCast bites, which I really liked. <laughs> and I will continue to. I didn't mean to sound like I listened to it once and I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> you hit subscribe and you liked and shared and left a positive review, right? I listen on, <laughs> I listen on Stitcher because I'm an Android gal. So I did click like, but I, I don't... Yeah. Stitcher doesn't seem to have the same kind of interactive nature that Apple... So, but I did subscribe to it on Stitcher. (laughs) Yay! Yay! I was really interested in the Egyptian astrology. I had like, I mean, I still kind of do, but it's it's less now. But I was really, really obsessed with ancient Egypt for a really long time, and I I didn't get like sort of heavy into their astrology stuff. But it sounds like from your podcast, like you know a little bit more about it. Can you just give us a little brief talk about? Sure. I feel like with all these astrologies, they're all rooted in the same thing. Um, For example, with Egypt, they have their gods that rule certain signs. Instead of And so they have it more personified. Like Ra is the sun god. (laughs) He is the leader. Um, But it's basically almost all the same, except that it's got that mythology vibe. Right. They have a whole uh-huh. story like <laughs> to me, it's like a soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> had an affair with this God. And but so they've personified all these things for their reasoning. All right. So, for example, like I said, uh, Ra, God of the Sun, that would be Leo. Hmm. And because he did certain things and he was the God, he was in charge of the sun rising and the sun setting. And that's why he's, you know, like the king. You know, so they've they've just kind of like personified it, just like in Greek mythology, right? In Greek mythology, they've got their goddesses, and it seems like they kind of mirror each other just based on cultural factors. Right. Mm -hmm. So they would still, like, they still have the same attributes and the same kind of ideas. It's just they've used different, like a different figurehead, I guess, for each one? Correct. It's kind of like I call God, God, and someone else might call him um, Allah. Same thing, just different cultural references. And if you really think about Egyptian astrology, I don't even really think it's practiced as much because a lot of, because I believe it's a Muslim, oh, I don't want to say, I I believe it's a Muslim country or Arabic. They have their own, um, they've got the, God, I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody, but they've got their. No, I think Islam is the primary religion in Egypt. Right. And they've got their own beliefs. And so there is even, I've even read about the conflicting belief systems of astrology with Islam and such. But yeah, it's kind of just like Egyptian mythology. It's the same as Greek mythology, just with different characters, almost same story, different countries. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. I'm getting into that as well as I do these microcasts. It's me finding out about these things and then digesting it and then regurgitating it in a way Mm -hmm. that's more powerful. You, I have to say, you could fit a lot of information to a minute. It's really impressive. (laughs) 
I really appreciated it. <laughs> when I first started, they were 90 seconds or less because um, I was getting paid by a company to produce um, 90 second microcasts. Okay. And then yeah. as I kept going, I'm like, eh. <laughs> three minutes so that if I have an interview, I can. Right. <laughs> a little more wiggle room have, there. <laughs> you can have a, a decent conversation in three minutes. Mm-hmm. 90 seconds. I, I'm doing a lot of editing. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. So yeah, I just give you astrological bites. Like I said, I try to get all this information and try to understand it myself and then present it in a snack as opposed to a heavy meal. You know, it's great. Sorry. Remind us the name of your podcast. We'll mention it at the top. But since we're talking about it, what's it called? I am the host of Astrocast by Diz is Astrological Snacks in three minutes or less. And it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I really like your guys's podcast. I didn't know what to expect, which is which, which is awesome, right? And then I started listening. I'm like, oh, shit. Like I said, I'm starting to take notes. So yeah, I will definitely subscribe and like and do all the things. Oh, thank you so much. You're a model listener. <laughs> what else do you do? Like it, subscribe to it, tell your friends about it, rate and review it, then send us some money. <laughs> Get a tattoo. <laughs> Actually, I'll tease it now. We're going to be doing a contest coming up where you can win a tattoo. It might exclusively be of a tiger lily or a um, tiger tooth. I think it was. Anyway, we're going to do a tattoo giveaway coming up. Nice. Mm-hmm. I wish I could get a tattoo, but you guys are far. You'll have to. Yeah, you'd have to get up the here. Post pandemic world. Just come for a visit. Yeah. I like Canada. <laughs> Do it. But come in the summer. Yes. Unless you're like into winter sports and stuff, but that's not my bag. <laughs> I Yeah. I, I made the mistake of going to Toronto in December on our way to Amsterdam. Not <laughs> it was cold. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. slushy. And gray. Yeah. It was uh-huh. very opposite from Los Angeles. Very yeah. opposite. No shit. You're like, this is my personal hell. Why am I here? <laughs> this is the worst. Oh, it was beautiful. It was clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was cold. I always say Toronto winters ruin your shoes because it's so slushy. If you do not wear proper winter boots to and fro, you ruin your shoes every time. And nobody does. You see people out all winter in like little flats. (laughs) See, I know nothing about And crazy heels too. Uh, Yeah, I will say that we did notice that a lot of people were very fashionable. Not fashionable like New York fashionable, but definitely like winter chic. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody had their scarf tied perfectly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah, winter chic. I'm cool. not I don't I don't know much about winter chic. I can give you beach chic. I can give you festival wear. Cool. <laughs> Diz, is there anything you wanted to address that we missed? I mean, we didn't really get into elements. I don't know how important <laughs> That is what's an element? Um, fire signs. Oh, gotcha. Signs, okay. Air signs, um, earth signs, and such. Yeah, I don't know a lot about the elements. I know that different signs have different elements assigned to them. But then, are there different elements for every single thing in the chart? No. So there's just four elements in yeah. in Western astrology because yeah. in like Chinese astrology they've got different. They've got like iron as an element <laughs> that we don't have. So we just have air. Water, 
earth, and fire. And then each one has their own characteristics. For example, water signs are known to be more emotional. They are more Mm -hmm. sensitive, not sensitive like you call somebody a bitch and they will cry, but even just sensitive to (laughs) vibrations. (laughs) Like if someone has a bad vibration or you can feel that something's not right, or if you're in an area and there's just a lot of energy going on, and water sign will feel that and have some sort of reaction, whether they like it or not. Like, I can oh, vouch for that. Like, right. So that's I like a water sign thing. Yeah. Hmm. So the air signs kind of are just like air. Like you can't see it, but you can feel it. They tend to be the communicators of the Zodiac. The air signs are Gemini, Aquarius, and Libra. So they're probably the friendliest. They're probably also the moodiest. You don't know how they feel. You can't see it. You can't predict Mm. it. They change their minds a lot, but they tend to be Mm. the most open-minded and the most willing to try new things. You want to do this? Yes. All right. (laughs) So those are your air signs. So the Libra, that that would be you. Yeah. 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 Earth signs. Earth signs are Virgos, Capricorns, Tauruses. They tend to be a lot more critical. They tend to not be ruled by emotions. They tend to be ruled by logic. Is this logical? Does this make sense? Have mm-hmm. we thought about every single possibility before we move forward? They're probably the ones that are least likely to try new things. They probably have to be oh. convinced heavily. You'll like it. I promise. If you like chocolate, then you'll love red wine. What? So you'd have to, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to convince them a little bit. And now your fire signs, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, are more on the aggressive side. They are your go-getters. They think something, they're going to do it immediately, but they probably have issues following through. Just like a a fire, like it's great in the beginning and it starts out and then it gets out of control and then it fizzles out. They've lost interest. Eh, I'm over it. I thought you were gung-ho about having a bar having your own right. bar. Yeah, but it got too complicated. So we just decided oh. we're going to do something else, you know? So they tend to be yeah. very passionate people when it comes to doing things and then it kind of just fizzles out. But it's they so funny that you things. said that because my husband's a Sagittarius and he owns three bars. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sagittarius. Like, how did you put that together? Did you know that he owns three bars because he's a Sagittarius? <laughs> Are you actually psychic? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Like, Wait a minute. Oh. Are you <laughs> actually psychic? <laughs> if you are, we need to do, do a follow-up show. Yeah, definitely that's- a follow-up. Listen, um, I do know people who are psychic. I am intuitive, but I will not... I am not psychic. Like I'll get strong feelings to move in a certain direction and I actually follow it. If that makes sense. Cause I feel like people, they know what to do, but they don't necessarily listen to themselves. I got to ask other people. Yeah. Oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but I tend to be intuitive and I tend to follow it. That's a skill. Did it take you a long time to be able to like listen to your intuition or have you always been like that? Um, uh, my mom would say that I was a very sensitive child. Not like I said, not the whole call me names, but just know things as I was a child. And so I think she nurtured that aspect of Mm. me. So I've always followed my, not always, but I find when I don't follow my intuition, (laughs) shit goes down. I'm like, I fucking knew I should have made a right, but no, I made a left. And now I got into like a car crash, for example. Um, so I've always been keen on following intuition and also my dad is into 
you know, different religions. He's into meditation. He's always meditated an hour every single day. Vegetarian. He's the type that, you know, he walked on hot coals and he mentions intuition and following your gut and letting the universe guide you. And so I've always been that strange child. (laughs) (laughs) Following my gut and, and not, not, knowing how to explain it. No, I'm doing this. Why? I have no logical reason to give Mm -hmm. you. I just (laughs) know I'm supposed to go this way. And that's what it is. So yeah, I've always been like that. But I would not say I've I've had psychic experiences, but I would not call myself a psychic by any Mm means. I just have one last astrology related question. Um, Are there any astrologers Diz that you really like? Like, yes, Yeah, there's this one astrologer. Her name is uh, Deborah Silverman. Okay. And it's interesting. And the reason why I gravitate towards her, because I just happen to know that we have the same three planets. Hmm. Um, She's a Gemini, Aries, Pisces. And I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm going to follow her. And she's very animated. And um, I like her because way back in like 2005, she had a series of YouTube videos where she was acting out everyone's sign. (laughs) Oh, good. And if I find it, I will share it with you. Oh, sounds hilarious. The way that it's set up, I think it's like she's literally in a room with a chair with a a few people watching. And she's like doing like this whole um, monologue acting out these signs and it was really good because she touched upon the the stereotypes of each sign but then she went a little further so like for example for cancer she had a little shaw <laughs> she had a shaw <laughs> on cancer it's like to be at home they like yeah. they, like your things i think she might have had like a plant that she really loves and takes care of mm-hmm. so it was really interesting and i know that that's probably how she got popular because i know that those videos have been viewed millions and millions and millions of times. Um, And so I like the way that she presents astrology. It's not, like I said, this scientific thing of using words you've never heard of before. She's, she still breaks it down in a way that's digestible, but she has clearly done her, (laughs) her research and she's very entertaining. She would be my favorite. Yeah. I would like to emulate a career kind of like hers if I could. Especially if we have the same planets, come on, we've got yes. the same sign. Meant to um, be. Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so. literally in the stars. <laughs> what are you guys listening to? Like podcasts or books or watching or reading or I don't watch a lot of uh, TV, but I have been listening to a podcast called The Brilliant Idiots, which is hosted by Andrew Schultz, who is a comedian, and Charlemagne the God, who is like... Um, he has a radio show. He has his own radio show. The Breakfast yeah. Club is like number one pop culture radio program in the United States. They also play it in Toronto on um, Flow 93.5. They always do Saturdays with the Breakfast Club. <laughs> uh, it's so pretty yeah, great. So 
Yeah, so that's honestly how I get my pop culture news. It's a it's a great podcast in that they are very very smart, but when it comes to something they don't know about, they're very honest about it. And I like the way that Charlemagne can break down politics. For me, it's always about breaking shit down in a very clear and easy manner. Mm-hmm. And because he's not a politician, and because he's from like South Carolina, he's from the sticks. He didn't grow up with much much money. He's able to take very complicated subjects and just break it on down to a very street level. And then you have Andrew Schultz, who is a comedian and he grew up um, in New York, but I feel like he grew up a little with, with money. And so you have these two different guys with different perspectives coming together, talking about pop culture stuff in a very relevant way. So that's what I listen to every Friday. I also listen to corpious amounts of music because I'm also a DJ. Ah, Nice. So I don't watch TV. I just listen to a shit ton of music. I feel like that's probably healthier. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What style of music do you DJ or styles of music do you DJ? When I was living in LA, I started off as a hip hop DJ. And as I moved outside of the country, I had to expand. (laughs) I had to expand my musical knowledge and tastes, which I did. And so now I'm genre fluid. I could probably play anything but rock and country. Nice. (laughs) House music, um, EDM, reggaeton, moombaton, dance hall. Awesome. um, All of it. But downtime i listen to like lo-fi hip-hop i listen to just a lot of beats without lyrics hmm. Jill, yeah cool. nice what about you nicole i uh, just listen to oh yeah dude that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> she literally says that every time she's on the show <laughs> still listening to oh yeah dude <laughs> it's um it's a podcast it's two guys from la and they've been doing it since 2006 and it's just been the two of them the entire time, except for when Seth's mom occasionally hosts the show because Jonathan's away. And it's it's like where it's where I get a lot of my pop culture information from, too, because they are kind of like they just know what's going on. And they're really funny and they're age appropriate for me because they're in their 40s. And <laughs> it's awesome. All right. Like, it's really well, funny. From LA. Yeah. I have a question. Then. So is... The pop culture in the United States the same as it would be in Canada? It's similar. Great. Yeah. I mean, like, we know about, like, the pop culture within Canada, whereas you guys probably don't. But pop culture in the States is just as important here, I would say. Got it. Like, Hollywood, music, TV shows. Like, it's pretty... Like, there's the occasional Canadian show that makes it over, like, Schitt's Creek recently. Mm-hmm. it's a canadian show that got big in the states so like we, there's so definitely stuff in, it's so funny it's the best yeah there's stuff that we have that makes it over sometimes but yeah i would say like with the exception of CanCon, like canadian content on the radio pretty much everything else is is u.s mm-hmm. there's just more happening like there's just more people there's more stuff there's it's just there's more yeah there's a, like a bigger pool to draw from for sure what are you listening to? Oh, me? Uh, well, <laughs> I just put on something the other day that was really fun. It's a podcast. It's called Smartless. And it is with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett of Arrested Development. Arrested Development. And Sean Hayes, who's another comedian guy. But I freaking love Will Arnett. And he has the best podcast voice ever. It's so gravelly. Took. 
That's a wool hat with a pom-pom or not. What you might even in this country, I guess, call like a, a beanie, which I hate that word. It's so dumb. Just say toque. How does he sound that way? Yeah. And he's great. And he's from Toronto, actually. Yeah. There's another one who made it. Yep. <laughs> Adam's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so they, it's just like a chat cast kind of thing. And they have like a different guest. I think it's once a week. Uh, but the fun thing is that only one of the three hosts knows who the guest is going to be that week. So it's fun. It's like a pretty much improvised conversation because only the one guy knows. Mm hmm. How often does it come out? Like, is it a weekly or is I believe it a it's weekly? It's fun. Neil deGrasse Tyson was on a few episodes ago and he talks about the stars in a different way. But but that was pretty cool. He's very smart. He mm-hmm. is very smart. <laughs> he very knows smart. things. What about plugs? What do you guys want to plug? Anything you want to promote? <sighs> Just my Astrocast. It's my life yeah. right now. <laughs> it's my life in quarantine. <laughs> and where can people find it? You can find it anywhere that you enjoy your podcasts. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Deezer. Deezer. Yeah, girl, I don't know. But I saw it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Might as Shut well. Up there. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, Google Podcasts. Yeah, anywhere you, you listen to your favorite podcast, you can find my microcast. Just short doses. And it's like Monday through Friday, right? Yes, but I'd like to change that. But yes. Okay. <laughs> but yes Less or more. Day, yeah. An episode. Yeah. An episode a day keeps the curiosity mm-hmm. away. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, it's Monday through Friday. Yes. So guys, wow. I totally lied because I'm listening to the Astrocast with Diz too. So I was, I just lied. And I said that all I listened wow. to is, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I lied. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Nikki, do you want to promote anything? Um, Well, uh, hopefully in a month, so I'll be able to promote it better. But I'm starting an online clothing and wood children's toys business. So I'll I'll keep you guys updated with everything that's happening with that. Like, I'm sorry, wood pieces? Yeah, like children's wooden toys and then vintage clothes. Dope. Yeah, so I'll keep you guys updated. It's going to be online and we'll deliver in Toronto because that's where we are. And then we will ship everywhere else via good old snail mail. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome, Nikki. Congrats. Thanks. Thanks. It's called Wildlings. It's my quarantine project. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds amazing. (laughs) Thanks. Well, you can find the podcast Teach Me Tiger on iTunes, Stitcher, and all of the main podcast places. We're at teachmetigerpodcast.ca. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Teach Me Tiger Podcast. And if you like the show, please tell your friends and leave us nice reviews. Or head to patreon.com slash teachmetigerpodcast if you have a couple bucks. And for $2 a month, you get bonus episodes for every free one. So that's where you can find us. Well, Diz, thanks so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for asking. Yeah, this is super fun. We're in this podcasting group together and I saw your thing, the Astrocasts thing. We were like trading reviews or ratings or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, it's exactly what I've been looking for. Because I actually put a call out on Instagram asking listeners if anyone was into astrology. And then I saw you. It was perfect. So thank you so much. Thank you, Nikki. 
Thank you, Nikki, for coming on today. Oh, and thank you, Melody, for having me. Oh, it's always my pleasure. <laughs> and listeners, thank you for listening. And remember, it's a jungle out there. <laughs> <laughs> Nice.